Amen. Well, good evening, everybody. It's good to see y'all tonight. Thank you for being here. Uh, even on crutches, thank you for being here. Uh, we're glad that you got uh, to the house of the Lord tonight. We're excited to see you. Um, I, I know uh, there was a few of you that are here tonight weren't able to be with us this morning, but uh, I think we had a Holy Ghost moment this morning when everybody stood and turned their lights on. That was so cool. Uh, I wish you guys could have seen it from my perspective and uh, seen uh, how it looked across the congregation when all the men stood and turned their lights on. It was really a special, special moment, something I'll always remember. And uh, the Lord kind of took us that path and led us that direction. And I, I, I thought it was really cool. If you didn't get to see it uh, from, from your point of view, uh, the live stream video has it towards the end. Uh, and it looks really, really neat. And so I encourage you to go there and check it out. Uh, but we're going to have a great service tonight. We're excited about who God is and what He's doing. Uh, the kids had an incredible encounter this last week with the Lord, uh, and they're going to be sharing that with us tonight. Uh, Brother Chasen's going to speak to us for a little bit, and Jill, and, and uh, she's going to probably preach 30 or 40 minutes is what I'm thinking. And, so, and, and she's not going to cry in the process is what Chasen said. And so... <laughs> Anyway, we've got the best youth pastors in the country, and so uh, we want to turn them loose here in a minute. But we're going to worship the Lord before we do anything else. And so stand with us tonight if you don't mind. We want to pray together and just welcome the Lord. I mean, know that it's good to make the Lord feel welcome. We, we like to make one another feel welcome. That's important. That's, that's something we should do. But, but I think it's important to make God feel welcome as well. And so the way we do that is just by loving on Him, just by telling Him how much we care about Him. And so would you join me in doing that together tonight all across the room? Father, we love You. God, we praise You. We thank You that You are the, the merciful, miracle-working God that You are. Thank You, Lord, for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Thank You for ears to hear and eyes to see the things that You're doing in these last days. God, I pray that You'll continue to, to move tonight in this service, Lord, and just have Your way amongst our students. Bless the time of worship, God. May it come into Your very presence. God, we love You. We thank You. We're here to celebrate You and You alone. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's worship the Lord together tonight. Every heart that is broken 
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, Dennis.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord spoke to the people. He said, do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. The, the Lord will do the fighting if we'll let him do it, right? The, the battle doesn't have to be ours, but, but the Lord can take charge of that battle and he can, he can overwhelm any enemy. He's bigger than the devil ever thought about being, correct? The, the trouble that we get ourselves into is when we try to fight the battle ourselves. The, the place we get into trouble is when we try to do it in our own power and our own intellect, our own wisdom, our own understanding, instead of just saying, Lord, this is your fight. You do the whipping. Because he'll do it, right? I believe in him tonight, and I trust him to, to bring a victory to every battle that lies before us. Why don't we just pause for a moment tonight and just, just lift our hearts and our voices and thank him for the victory that he promises. Come on, all over this room, just begin to love him and praise him. Father, thank you for the victory that is ours. Though there may be weapons formed against us, Lord, it shall not prosper because you go before us. And everything the enemy intends for evil, Lord, your promise is to turn it for the good. Lord, we lay every battle before you tonight. God, we don't try to fight it in our own power. We don't try to fight it in our own flesh. But Lord, we know these battles are spiritual battles and they're best fought in the spiritual realm. God, we believe that you're supernatural. We believe that you supersede the, the boundaries of, of flesh and blood and wisdom of man. But, but God, you go so far beyond that tonight. And God, we thank you that, that you can handle every situation and every circumstance, whether it be a, a, a battle with our health or a battle with our finances or a, a battle with, with opposition of people. Lord, you're the one who is able to go before us and, and God, make a way where there seems to be no way. We trust you in that tonight, Lord. We bless you and God, we praise you. You are who you are. You are able to do what you said you're going to do. The victory is ours because the battle is yours. 
We love you and we praise you in Jesus' glorious name. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise together tonight. Amen. Turn and love on somebody nearby. Let them know you're glad to see them tonight in the house of the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank you guys for being here tonight. Man, we love y'all and we appreciate you so very much. Uh, I pray you've had a good day. I pray all the dads had a good Father's Day and, and uh, your family spoiled your rotten. Uh, normally we as dads get spoiled most of the time and so uh, we just think it's another day. But I, I pray that you were blessed and, and your family loved on you. Uh, extra special today and just let you know how important you are. And uh, I, I told you this morning, it's critical the role that, that we present ourselves in as fathers. And I, I thank you for, for accepting the challenge today to be a true leader and, uh, and to be who God's called you to be. Uh, we are, are very blessed, uh, I believe, as a church family uh, with some incredible uh, youth pastors. How many think we've got the greatest youth pastors in town? <laughs> Amen. I love them. I love them. I love them. Uh, I love Brother Chasen. Uh, we, we work together uh, four of the five days of the week. We're, we're in the office together. We hang out together, spend time together. We, uh, we, we rub shoulders and elbows and spend a lot of time visiting and talking and, and growing in our friendship and our relationship. But I've come to the understanding uh, that Brother Chasen couldn't do any of the things that he does without that pretty lady that sits beside him. Uh, amen. We love you, Miss Jill. We think you're incredible, and uh, thank you for putting up with him. I, I know that's a full-time job in and of itself, and so uh, we appreciate you so much. They had an incredible week at camp this last week, and uh, they put together a video that they want to show tonight just to kind of give everybody uh, kind of a glimpse. Uh, they can't capture every moment, but they can capture a bunch of them. And uh, so they're going to show the video tonight, and then Brother Chasen's going to come and, uh, and bring his crew. And uh, so if you'd bring your attention to the screen, and uh, let's see what happened this week at camp.
to get there and God's delivery system is called faith a little bit of faith a little bit of faith there are some things in our lives and in our community and in our city that by the power of the word of God and by the power of our worship are about to move from here to there 
And we want to see some things move tonight in the presence of God. Come on, how many of you are ready to make a move? We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. We're, we're moving from death to life. We're moving from darkness to light. We're moving from defeat to victory tonight. Somebody's crossing over from shame to grace tonight. Somebody's moving from fear to faith tonight. Jump up on your feet. Somebody's moving from sorrow to joy tonight. still move? How many believe God still reigns? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here and now. I'm going to have all the, the kids that are here uh, that went to camp to come up and y'all sit across the front here. Um, we've got three families that went on vacation. As soon as we got back from camp, they, 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 were, they were good enough to wait till we got back from camp. That's awesome because sometimes we lose kids because of uh, family vacation. So the only one that didn't get to go on their family vacation is John because he got beat up by a tire. So we actually took... Uh, 16, 6, 15. Oh, that's right. Libby, Libby didn't go with us, so it was 15. 
15 altogether, and then Jill and I went to, um, I know that video didn't seem that long, it was, it was over nine minutes, and I thought, you know, how do you sum up five days worth of camp in, you know, in, in under an hour, so uh, we just didn't take that many pictures. So, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of pictures of girls, not as many of the boys, because I don't do pictures, so, uh, you know, we didn't get dorm pictures of guys in dorm, you didn't want to see <laughs> the guy's dorm, it was, you, you definitely didn't want to smell it, so. But anyway, so I don't, I don't take pictures like Jill. So uh, last year we had some more adults that took thousands of pictures. So, but we just, but if you want to, they are on, 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 uh, on our LGAG Youth uh, Facebook page. Um, you can see most of the pictures that we took and, and a lot, the, pretty much all the ones are on here and some videos and stuff. So uh, there was a few more, but I, I spared you guys a little bit tonight. So, um, but here's what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to let these guys share uh, their experience. And I think Hannah's watching uh, we, we, we gave, well, I'm going to speak for her first. <laughs> I told her I would because she's not here. I said, you know, uh, Hen only bet the, wet the bed twice this week. <laughs> and uh, I won't tell you who was in the bunk underneath her, but that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. Hannah couldn't be here. She's on vacation, but I told her I'd give her a hard time. And, and the reason there were so many pictures of Hannah is because she took those pictures. <laughs> so it's not that we took that many pictures. We wouldn't take that many pictures of her, but she took them herself. So there was, there was probably, you know, 600 pictures, and, and, and 400 of them was Hannah. So, all right, we'll start down here with Ethan. All right, I'll start. Um, well, this was, this was me and John's last year at youth camp as youth. We may go back next year as RAs or something. But it was really good. It was a lot of fun besides him breaking his foot. But I'll let him tell that story because it's probably something better coming from him. But it was really fun. The service was really good. I think the speakers, I've never heard them before. They were, really, they were really good speakers. The worship was really good. And everybody always says service was my favorite part. But I don't know. I think... I think bad, bad, I don't know if the service was. I mean, it was, but it was cool. But anyway, but I had a lot of fun. It was it was a great time for my last my last year. Awesome. Okay, so I got a little story. So the first night of camp, right? We're standing in the line. We're fixing to go get some food. Uh, <laughs> I'm still mad about this. <laughs> okay, so. I'm about the 15th person in line. We're standing in a single file line, except there's a few guys who aren't. So they say to us, we got to get this line straightened out, single file line. Everybody has to be in a single file line. And turns out these guys can't get in the line. So they start pulling people out of line. Well, guess who comes into the back of the line? There's about 500 boys at that camp, and I was at the back of the line. There was something else. But other than, other than that, I had a good camp. Other than that, I had a good camp. Shut up, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I love these guys. Um, it, was, it was great. God moved in a very powerful way, and I'm very thankful I could go to camp with them. Okay. Um, a lot of people say that the services were great and stuff. That's what everybody wants to hear. But, I mean, they were. I'm not, I'm not going to say they weren't, but, you know. I think the connection that we all had as a youth group was probably my favorite part and how we got to get closer to each other. Um, 
Sean. You, you've bullied me every time I got a, every time I broke my ankle. You've, you've hated on me. So, this year's your year. <laughs> it was good. Okay, my favorite part was service, I think. I think we all, it's very good, you know? It was powerful. Um, but the least favorite part was the lamb run because you had to eat and then run. Not a good idea. Very much not a good idea. Um, and Hannah did not eat at all. We tried to make her eat. And then she got sick and we told her, you have to eat. She did not like that. But, um, and then the games, you had to be aggressive if you wanted to win. And we are not aggressive. So. They, we weren't aggressive. Okay, um, so, okay, so this was, like, my first actual, like, camp that I went to for a church, and um, I had always wanted to go something like that, but I never was able to, so it was really cool for my first experience, definitely. It's definitely not a camp you should, like, take to heart, like, for easy, that's, it's not easy at all, <laughs> complete opposite, but, but, um, it was definitely, the, the services, like, like, the last one like made me like cry. It was amazing, but um, it was my first time like worshiping. Sorry, I keep saying like what, like like that. Um, but the worship was the first time I've ever worshipped like that. It was amazing. It's absolutely awesome. You wanna? Well, unlike Skyly, unlike Skyly, I was aggressive in the games. <laughs> I wish I wasn't. Uh, uh, it was a great week at camp, like it always is. Um, um, uh, I guess I will say what y'all want to hear. I loved the services. The services were my favorite part. Um, but there was one part, and I know as a church, as Assemblies of God, we've been really praying over this, especially with the time. It's this stupid month. The pride, woo, the LGBTQ, wah, 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 whatever. They, okay, so... The Holy Spirit was really moving, and I don't know what his name was. Gabe, Gabe, I don't know his last name, but his wife got up there, led in the Holy Spirit. She started talking, and she started talking about the kids, about how the devil is really using this pride and all this, how it's so exalted today. It's, oh my gosh, it's so exalted and so lifted high in our generation that, like, if I were to, if I were to go to school and say anything bad about it, and I'm in Oklahoma, Dixon, Oklahoma. Imagine those kids that live in OKC and bigger cities that are dealing with this. It, it, she talked over them saying, like, this is what the devil's using against you. And she started praying in the spirit over them. And I loved that. I loved it so much. That was my favorite part. Thank you. Okay, so Hannah sent me a text. <laughs> she says, tell them I said camp was fun. The food was gross, but the service was good. <laughs> the food is good. Hannah's just super picky. Super picky. Uh, Allie also sent a text. Her favorite was the blob. That was her in the video. It was Allie Hawkersmith. And worship. That was her two favorite things. Now, because I also told Hannah that I'm going to speak for her. Oh, dear. Where do I start? Oh. 
She's, yes, she is. But we had a great time. We had a great time. Uh, our, our youth girls have a thing for feet. Like, they don't like you to wear sandals. And so Hannah kept pointing out my dogs were out. My feet. My dogs were out. All camp. The whole time. Every single moment of the day, pretty much. So, any, if she wears sandals, make sure you tell her her dogs are out. Okay? Just do it. It'll be hilarious. Yeah, she's like, they're barking. I'm like, yeah, they're hurting. You're right. My, my, my dogs are hurting. Yeah. We've walked millions of miles today. It's exciting. Now, it was super hot, but we had a lot of fun. Um, oh, goodness. I'm seeing if she takes me again. <laughs> She said, the food is bad. She's responding. She's watching live. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's such a mess. Um, what else? Is that? Mom. They called me mom almost all week. Every, if I could be way over on the other side of camp. Mom, mom, what do you need? Like, I just left you guys. Anyway, <laughs> it, she said that was not just me. Yes, it caught on to all the other girls to call me mom as well and also talk about my feet. So, super exciting. She's still texting me. Natalie did it too. Telling her, telling her. Okay. Anyway, let's go to services. Um, I think it was the second night. The, you don't even know what I'm going to say yet. Scully, you ready? Okay. Um, the closer you are to people going the opposite of you, the more protection you need. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. The closer you are, to people going the opposite of you, the more protection you need. It's very good. Doing it again. The closer you are to people going the opposite of you, the more protection you need. And he talked about guardrails. He said, you need to set up things, goals, something in mind to protect you. Say, hey, I'm not going to date during high school. Hey, I'm going to pray every day. Hey, I'm going to read my Bible every day throughout my high school year. I'm going to devote my time to God rather than relationships. All these teens need to hear that every day. <clears throat> Jason already made fun of me earlier today. You're going to cry. You're going to cry. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, he also said, he said some of the things that they're doing teens today are flirting with disaster. Amen. Flirting with disaster. Um, we have, uh, sorry, excuse me, like uh, group time in our cabin. So we talked about that. I said, flirting with disaster. I said, y'all might not get what that means, but I know what it means. I mean, it means to me that those social media accounts, those TikToks, those videos you're making, those pictures you're posting, you're flirting with disaster. You're putting out temptation to all those boys or girls, whatever. You're flirting with disaster. I said, you need to quit. I said, you're, you're tempting them for lust, not for love. And a couple of the girls were like, oh, I need to get married soon. No, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, my God. I said, you don't even know who you are yet. Like, you need to grow and figure out who you are in God rather than flirting. Oh, goodness, we got some boy crazy girls. Just saying. <laughs> They're not here. Anyway, uh, 
But I got real with him, and I said, you're flirting with disaster. Anyway, um, let's see if I had anything else. Oh, what John was talking about, uh, the pride and all this stuff. Guys, we all see it, too, on our Facebooks and our whatever. It's promoted everywhere. As adults, though, I feel like we have a spirit of discernment. We know, like, that's not right. That's not godly. That, these kids are so impressionable. They don't see it like that. They're like, ooh, this, 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 uh, this movie star, they're like this now. That's great. No, it's not. It's not. Also, all these platforms are promoting it and promoting it and promoting it and pro- promoting it. Why aren't we promoting Christian just as much as they are? Why are we not? And I talked to them about that. I said, you need to quit posting the photos, posting the stuff. Post something. Post a scripture. Post something about God. Because as much as they're promoting the pride and all this stuff, we need to be promoting God. Okay. That was my preaching today. And I didn't really cry. I thought for a second she was saying she knows what it's like to flirt with disaster because she's flirted with me, but... Don't worry, I was convicted. I've given up dating. <laughs> All right. Um, camp was uh, really good. It's, it, you know, this is about my 800th camp, and uh, I feel like it sometimes. Um, I, 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 one day I said, I'm going to sit down and add up, up between youth and kids and everything, how many camps I've been to, and I lost count, so uh, I just gave up on it, but camp is always good. Camp is good is because it's camp, and because it's one week a year, and we don't have to live there. We don't have to, we don't have to, you know, you saw ten, nine, nine and a half minutes of these guys. This was, this was all week with them, and, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's good that it's only once a year, and, but what I was excited about this year was a little different than most years is because usually we'll take kids, and we'll usually have four or five kids that are kind of new to youth group. They're not necessarily, <clears throat> excuse me, church kids. They're not, you know, our core group. This year we took pretty much our core group. Um, we've got some that had that have been in youth for, you know, less than a year, but they've become part of our core group. They do everything with it. They do our kids' crusades with us. They do, uh, they go on a mission trip. They went to, most of them had gone last year to camp and Camp Corona with us. And so it wasn't like I was going into camp with the anticipation of I got to really watch these or I'm really worried about these or I got to really make sure they get in the altar because all these kids they pretty much do it what you need to uh you know we we had some that we had to keep an eye on because they're young you know and that that's always a deal but I didn't I didn't say you Jaden I didn't tell him it was you listen listen Jaden's mama texted me and she said is he being have and I said he's all right but is he being have I said he's all right No, nothing we can't handle. He's locked in. There is security with, there's armed security and a fence all the way around it. So I uh, wasn't worried about him getting out. Uh, just might not have, you know. Anyway, I'm going to get some, uh, is it Novocaine the dentist puts in your mouth to numb your mouth? I need to take that to camp next year and pass it around a couple times a week. Just so, the, okay. <laughs> but. 
But, you know, Jaden, you know, Jaden and Nathan, they were, they're both young. They both just come out of sixth grade. They were our young ones. They're, they're the ones that haven't quite all the way been in youth. And so, that, you know, there's a big difference between kids camp and youth camp. Kids camp, you pretty much have to baby them, you know, that you go everywhere with them. They have more freedom in youth camp. During free time, they can go and play the games or go do uh, the splash pad or, or do whatever, you know, within where they're supposed to be. And so, uh, you know, and so sometimes it's hard to transition to that and, 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 and make it back where you're supposed to be on time. But, but we didn't really have any issues this week. Um, we really didn't, um, except for Hannah. We're picking on Hannah because she's not here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hannah was fine. She did eat. They act like she didn't eat. She, she, she's, yeah. Um, here's the deal. You know, you can tell when someone's not eating because they get real quiet. They get low energy. Hannah had lots of energy, and she was not quiet one time during camp. So we know she was sneaking some food, even though she might not have been eating in front of everybody. But, but anyway, you know, there's signs when kids don't eat. There's signs when they don't shower. And, you know, there's signs that you learn to look for. <laughs> to take care of those things. But, uh, but camp was good. The activities were fun. John didn't tell the story, but uh, he got tangled up with another guy on a big tire. The tire wars is kind of a fun thing, but it's the most dangerous thing they do at camp. And, uh, you know, there's two games that I wish they'd get rid of, tire wars and the Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings is basically capture the flag, but you have a pool noodle that's your sword and everybody has a flag, and you, if you knock the other person's sword out of their hand uh, or pull their flag, they're out, and then you got to capture their little pool noodle ring. And, but it used to be you could not hit their body. You could only hit their sword. Well, now it's open game to hit anything. And so there's always fights because they get out there and get to hitting each other in the head and stuff, and if they don't stay on top of it, you get a couple big old boys over, you know, rolling around in the, the grass beating on each other. And so that's a game. And they've played this game since I was a youth. So... Uh, that's one of the games that I really don't like. And then Tire Wars, because there's so many injuries with it. I mean, they basically go in there and jump and grab these tires and yank them to get them away from each other. And so, but the kids love it, and it's fun, and I guess their insurance still covers it. So, <laughs> But John, John didn't make it through Tire Wars. He, he, uh, first time I've ever had a kid break a leg, but he did fractured his phenomena, uh, typically the, uh, something like that. And uh, so anyway, so we, we made a trip to the emergency room and got him taken care of, but he's all right. Uh, I, I told him he probably doesn't need to tell this, but I'm going to tell it. Uh, he's covered in mud because y'all saw the mud. Everybody was covered in mud. And, of course, when he got hit, he fell down into the mud, you know, and was laying there. So he's just covered in mud dripping off of him, nasty, stinks. St I, mean, this, I mean, I think a sewer line broke is where the mud comes from because it stinks. And uh, it's just, I mean, I don't know, they spray it, keep it with spray it every week with water to keep it there, and it's just nasty. But, but he's laying there in the nurse, and I'll tell this on I'll tell some good with the bad. He's laying there, and, well, first of all, when they put him on the cart, uh, I wasn't right there when he, when he was hurt, but it, when another coach was there right beside him, I guess, and he said he popped up after he hurt his foot, and he started speaking in tongues. And I said, what, what, a, what, a, witness, what a witness, what a testimony that instead of popping up, cussing, and spewing, you know, he started speaking in tongues, and so uh, anyway, and they said all the way back on the cart because they put him on the back of a golf cart and wheeled him up to the nurse's station. He, they, the nurse said as she was driving him up there, she was with him, whatever. He was praying, 
as they was running up there. And then we get in the nurse's station. They get him laid out on a bed, and they get his foot up and put ice on it. And another boy comes in that got hit in the head with a tire, and he, he's, he's having a panic attack because he thinks he's dying because he got hit in the head. I think that's probably the best place for him to be hit because it's, you know, probably hurt him the least. But he's having a panic attack over there, and, act, and he, he can't breathe. He can't catch his breath. And she's going, do you have asthma? He said, no. And she said, well, why, why are you having trouble breathing? But it was a panic attack. But I looked over, and John's sitting there praying for the kid. And so, you know, John did all that. But then... He says, can I get the mud out of my face? And so the nurse gives us a, a towel, a wet towel, to wipe him off. And she hands it over to me. Well, another guy who was in there, uh, another one, a coach, um, who, was, who was twice as big and three times as hairy as I am, if you can imagine, got the towel and began to give John a towel bath right there in the nurse's station. I just stepped back and said, you go right ahead, brother. Better you than me, because he stinks. But, but uh, it was kind of weird. And, and I asked John about it later when we, when we went to the, or we was driving to the doctor, and I asked him about it. I said, yeah, that's kind of weird. Why? He said, yeah, I wouldn't think a big guy like that would have such soft hands. <laughs> so he'll, he'll never live that down, yeah. I promise you. I said, I wouldn't tell the other guys about that. I said, I, I, I will, but you probably wouldn't. <laughs> so I'll tell everybody about it. So, But I, I got to say, John handled himself really well. I've had, I've had kids get injured at camp and even had to take them to the hospital, and, you know, the parents had to come pick them up, and it was a big deal, and they, I'll never go to camp again. But, you know, John went back to camp and said, I'm going to service. And the doctor said, you need to lay in bed and put your foot up. And his dad said, you need to lay in bed and put your foot up. And John said, I'm going to service. I said, well, I said, you know, you're 18, so, you know, I'm not going to force you, but we're definitely going to make sure you put your foot up. So he sat through, through service with his foot propped up in the chairs, but he said, I'm going to service. It's the last night. He says, besides that, he said, I feel like the van just going to call me out to heal me tonight. And I said, well, I said, you know, maybe, it could be. Um, I said, we could take you up and lay on the front of the, the stage or on the altar up there like they used to do, you know. We used to do that. We used to bring the crippled and they'd lay them across the front and they'd get healed. I said, I ain't climbing up on the roof and cutting a hole in that metal roof for you. <laughs> drop you down through it like they did in the Bible but that's a big tall building there I said I, I'm scared of heights I don't I don't yeah they take a lot of rope but but anyway uh, but it was really good they, they all did really well the the games and activities were fun and, and they had a great time uh, the, like I said the services are always good there's always a great worship team there's always great speakers and and they did uh, really good I, I really liked what what Jill was talking about he, he was talking about you know the guardrails make sure you have guardrails and so, but I want to read a scripture, and I, and, I, and I refer to this a lot when I talk about the youth, but it's such an important, it's an important part of the, the, the word of God that so many times we overlook it, and, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but in Mark chapter 10, starting verse 13, it says, one day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch them, but the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, happening he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms, and he placed his hands on their heads, and he blessed them. And I'm going to flip over to Matthew 19, I believe. Yeah, it doesn't say there, but... but um, but in reading this, and, I, and I've looked this up before, and it talks about that, 
Jesus had, was at this moment kind of resting. He had been ministering. If you read about uh, what he'd been doing, he'd been preaching, he'd been teaching. And it was during this time of rest where he was kind of just kind of taking, you know, a few moments to himself to collect himself. He might have even been praying, but he was, he was in a moment of rest. And the parents saw an opportunity to bring their kids to him. And so my question is, why did they have to take a time when he was resting to bring their kids to him? And I feel like it's because Jesus spent so much time ministering to people and ministering to adults. And the adults, we read in the Bible where they would crowd him so they would get up. There were such large crowds and they would crowd up against him because they wanted to hear. They wanted to be taught. And even at one point, uh, he had to get on a boat and push out from the shore a little ways so he could speak to them and not be trampled or pushed into the water by them. Uh, just, just so he could speak to him, And Jesus was so busy. And every time he would go and he would speak and he would begin to perform miracles, you know, they literally tore the roof out to get someone to him to heal. But when did they ever say, we need to get our children down there to hear Jesus? And sometimes in church today, in our world today, we get so busy with trying to take care of a business. We get so busy with trying to, to minister to adults and to reach. And, 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 and we get so complicated in church sometimes we forget to take time and bring the children and Jesus said in the King James Version he says suffer the little children I always say this sometimes it's a suffering to bring the children into church and to minister to children it's not always easy and if you you think it is you're welcome to go to camp in a couple weeks with <laughs> Courtney and Jonathan and you'll find out just what kind of suffering it is to make sure that the children received Jesus. Um, you know, you saw a couple pictures of me and Jill when we were looking okay. You wouldn't want to see some other times of me and Jill when, you know, when we were running around in the middle of the night trying to get all the kids in the room, when we were, you know, trying to get them all out of bed in the morning, or we were trying to make sure they were at the right spot, or we were standing out there in the sun. Listen, they did this thing called the Amazing Race. There's like nine checkpoints all over the camp that they have to run from one station to the next and perform a, a task. And, and when they finish it, they, you know, they time them. And so the team that finishes, or the room that finishes with the fastest time, they're the winner. Jill and I ran it twice. They, they complained about running it once. Of course, we didn't have to eat the hot dogs and the, the corn chips or, or the whatever it was, cheese puffs and, and all that stuff. But we ran it twice because we went with our girls and then we went with our boys. And the whole time I'm carrying a water bottle squirting in their mouth trying to keep them hydrated so they don't pass out. Listen, I say we ran it. I did not run. <laughs> I took a few shortcuts because I knew where they were going next. When they finish this, I'm going to go ahead and start walking. So, But sometimes it is a suffering to minister to them. Sometimes we see the little kids and they're in, they're in, they're in Sunday school or they're in kids' church or they're in, in VBS or kids' uh, crusade and they're making a mess. In the church, and, and our, our adult instincts are going to go, put that down. Why are you doing that? You know, and, and don't spill that grape juice on the carpet. You know, that's communion juice. That's, you know, that's sacred, and you're over there squirting the wall with it. Sometimes it's a suffering, but Jesus said to suffer the little children. He says, if you want to enter into the kingdom, you need to be like these children. That doesn't mean we run around screaming, that'd be awesome. I could act like a kid all day long and go to heaven. That'd be wonderful. You know, I'd love to go to camp and be a kid and not have any responsibilities and just be able to run free all week and, 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 and you know, and, and 
back in the day, flirt with the girls, you know, and, and, and you know, do all that all week. And Back in the day, yeah. When I, yeah, it's not why, but some of them, that's why. You know, I'd love to be able to, yeah. But, but it means that we need to have that childlike heart. Because here's the thing. There was a thousand, this was, this was, they said this was the biggest camp ever in the 10 years at Sparks, which is now Camp Cargill, but at the Sparks location in 10 years, we've been there, we started 2012 there, we had our first camp in touch, this was our 10th year, uh, or 11th, or have that figured out, in 10 years, uh, this was the largest camp. I've never been to camp there and seen the, the chairs in the, in the worship center all the way to the back wall. I mean, it literally was single file to walk through the back. Usually there's plenty of room back there to walk around. There's plenty of room. The aisles are about the same width, but to maneuver, it, it, I mean, literally pushed all the way to the back. And, like, and, and they've, they've begun to separate the boys and girls in the food lines to make it speed up. And also they made them go single file because last year they had an incident where somebody got trampled because there, there's so many. It's growing and there's so many of them there. But yet, our students here didn't hesitate when it came to worshiping God. They didn't worry about what all the other 990, whatever, 985 or whatever it was, students that were there, plus adults. They didn't worry about them. One of the nights, the air conditioner, the air conditioner went out on Tuesday night, halfway through the service in the sanctuary. Thursday night, it was not fixed yet. You put over 1,000 people in a building there was there was some heat and some stink and some sweat going on and it, it felt like Turner Falls again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, back when we had the outdoor tabernacle. But yet these kids got up there and they worshiped God. And you saw part of the video. I didn't video a lot of them worshiping because you know that's that's their time with God. We don't take a lot of pictures of service. I mean, not a whole lot in the service to to take pictures of that's different every night. But they had no hesitation, and our students would stay in the altars. And, you know, we had, you know, listen, we get out of here at noon and we're complaining because we have that, you know, there's a window for, for restaurants. The Baptists get there before noon. Come on. We get there after noon and then Pentecostal Holiness Church gets there about one. We have to stay in our window to get our seats, right? Y'all laugh. You know what I'm talking about. Show up down there at Interurban about 1.30 and see who's there. It's the, it's the real Pentecostal churches. You think I'm joking? Hair up and buns, shirt and tie. I mean, yeah, ask Todd. He'll tell you. You show up about 11.30, you'll see the, the Baptist churches are there. All right. My point is, we get out at, at noon. Oh, man, that, he better get us out of here by 12.15. So I, get, I, got, I got a reservation down there. That's my usual, you know, if, if it's 8 o'clock at night and we're still in church, you know, somebody better be getting healed. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. But listen, this is what Jesus was talking about. Church service started open doors at 7.15. There was a line literally a mile long, waiting to get in. And they were fighting for the front row, not the back row. We never got the front row because our kids are lazy and apparently can't stand in single-file lines, so they always got pushed to the back. And service started about 
And it was usually 9.30 before the preaching end. Let me say that again. It was usually 9.30 before the preaching ended, sometimes 10. And the altar service didn't get over till sometimes 11, 11.30. Now, if you do the math from 7.30 to 11.30, that's, that's like Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, all three put together. And we get up, we get a little antsy about noon or about 7.30, 8 o'clock. And on Wednesday night, boy, come 8 o'clock, 8.15, we're ready to go home. And these kids are just getting warmed up at camp. And they don't complain. Now, there's some that's sitting back there sleeping. You know, you, you get that element. But, but you know, But there's some that don't really get it. But I would say, you saw the, video, the little video at the end was that during the altar time, not the worship time. That was the end of service. That was about 10 or 10, 15 when I took that video. And even our kids who had been back to their seats were still worshiping God, even though they weren't still in the altar. And so, the, as a matter of fact, that was about the last song that night. And so you can tell even after an hour of worshiping God of, in the altar time, and God moving and, and, and working in people's lives to setting these kids free of things, they still are just worshiping God. Wouldn't it be awesome if church could be like that? Wouldn't it be awesome if we act like the kids every now and then and say, forget about the time. I know i got to work in the morning, but forget about time. I'm going to spend time in God's presence until I get a breakthrough. We used to say, pray through till you get a breakthrough. Hit your knees on the floor, you know, wear the, wear the knees out in your, 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 your jeans or pants and, you know, roll around underneath the piano and get dust cobwebs all over you. From They call us holy rollers for a reason. But I believe that's what Jesus was saying. Unless you can become like that, where it doesn't matter what everybody else does, it doesn't matter what everybody else is thinking, it doesn't matter, you know, your schedule, you can put that aside to spend time in God's presence. See, these kids, the only time they could get to Jesus was when everybody else was pushed away. But yet they still, the parents pushed them into Jesus so they could see Jesus. And I think he rewarded them. He blessed them. He laid his hands on them. And he spent time with them because the children are just as important as the adults. Because guess what? These kids one day will be the adults. And I'd much rather them be in the presence of Jesus than out there in the presence of everything else. And so I, I, I think, and that's one of the best things I love at camp. You know, we have fun. We have good. The food is wonderful. There's three square meals a day, and they're warm. It's cooked. You saw them giant corn dogs. I mean, you know, I could eat four or five of them things, but uh, they have a big salad bar. Don't, don't feel sorry for them when they talk about the food. It's good food. Um, you know, you could cook them, take them and have steak and lobster, and they'd gripe about it. So don't worry about the food. The food was great. The, 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 the water was freezing cold in the showers. And if you got enough water to actually get, you know, enough on you to tell what the temperature was, uh, you know, they, they think it's bad. You ain't never been to Turner Falls. You know, there's things growing on the wall to reach out and grab you at Turner Falls. But all that aside, when it come time to enter into God's presence, when it come time to spend time in the altars and spend time worshiping God, and it's a whole different, you may not feel comfortable there. It may not be your atmosphere. You saw the lights. You saw all the stuff. The, you know, when you walk in, there's smoke everywhere. And, you know, and, and it's, it may not be your atmosphere, but it's theirs. 
And honestly, when you compare with what they're seeing every day and on their phones and everything they have, I used to say an MTV generation, you, you know, we have to reach that MTV generation with something that's going to pull them away. But now it's not even MTV, now it's TikTok and it's, it's, it's Snapchat and stuff. You know, we've got to have something to pull them away from that. And, and that's sometimes what it takes is to get their attention. But they got their attention, they worshipped, and, and they entered in. And I believe that, that heaven was looking down and, and smiling on these thousands of kids this week. And this is camp four of six. There's two more uh, starting tomorrow, or tomorrow starts the fifth one, and there's two more. And, and so I believe that God is looking down, and he's saying, this is what I need some of our adults to be like, to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so we're really proud of these guys. Uh, they did really well. Uh, like I said, I, I'm super proud when they get in the altar. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's, there, we've always had those kids that I feel like I need to get pushed down there to the altar because I know they need to get saved. I know they need to get rid of some stuff. And I want them to get down there because, you know, if they sit back here, they may not. But these guys, I didn't feel like I needed to push any of them because as soon as, I mean, as soon as they started, they were on their feet. They were running to the altar to do worship. They were, they were up. And, and, and it's good. Sometimes we need just our core group to get more energized and also to become closer to each other. And, uh, and that's what really awesome. I'll talk for uh, just a second. We've been doing our kids' crusade, and I was really encouraged. Last Sunday, we were in Soper, Oklahoma. Soper's entire sanctuary is about the size of our stage. It's a really small church, and even Soper's a really small town. Not Sulphur, Soper. Uh, you know, like a bar of Soper. And uh, it's, it's, it is a really small community and a really small church. And... Uh, we, we ministered kids crusade Sunday morning, Sunday night. They had 10 or 15 kids there, and they had about 40 or 50 adults there, and it was, it was really awesome, and it was really tent, uh, tight and cramped, and we didn't have a stage to be on, and them down there, we was all, I mean, we were right in the middle of them. It was like a street ministry almost, because we were, I mean, we, literally two, two foot in front of our puppet stage was the kids, and so that makes it a little more challenging, but uh, we spent the day there in Soper, um, not Oklahoma City. We didn't have a zoo to go to. We didn't have them all to take. We spent the day in Soper. It was, it wasn't, it, we did not at camp where they can go play games, in Soper. And so, you know, it was, I, my challenge was, what are we going to do all day? It's 900 degrees outside. We're not going outside. I melt. And, I mean, I, I just like bacon starts, grease comes out of bacon. That's, Matter of fact, I smell like bacon when you get because the bacon grease is working its way out of my system. But here's the thing. All day long, I think we had, what, 12 students that went with us to that one? Uh, they entertained themselves. They played games with themselves. They did. They, 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 they challenged each other. They, I mean, I didn't have to say, y'all get in here, y'all quit that, y'all put that down, y'all, you know, you know, don't do that, quit tearing up their church building. You know, I didn't, they kept themselves as a group. And to me, that is so important. Because that, that's really, I mean, how many church people could spend the day together and not kill each other? And we had a group of teenagers that they spent the, day, they spent the whole day, and, and they, were, they were just bonding and, and becoming a close-knit group and that's what they did at camp this week and so I'm really proud of them I know I've talked for a long time but uh, uh pastor says not preaching so I thought I'd fill in um I feel like if we let you out too early you get used to it and then expect it yeah that's right so but um but anyway this is what I want to do to close 
Um, you know, we pray over these kids all the time, and I think that's awesome. But I would really like for them, you know, they, they, they're, they're full of the Holy Spirit right now. You know, they haven't been home. I feel they haven't been home long enough to be de, 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 uh, uh, to have lost what they got. Let's put it like that. Detox. Detox. De, I started to say decontaminated, but... <laughs> But I really, I, I want these guys, and this is why I want to, is Dennis still here? Oh, there you are back there. Uh, if you would come up and just play something on the, on the, on the, the keyboards. Um, I'd like for our students to pray for you guys. Two reasons. Number one, because we pray for them all the time. They're used to getting prayed for. And, and it's good for them to turn around and, and to pray. You know, uh, if we only take and take and take, we, we take for granted. And so I wanted them to pray for you guys. Now, don't expect, you know, very eloquent prayers, but expect miracles. And then the second reason is because um, these guys need to pray. They, they need to give you what they've received at camp. And again, don't expect great eloquent prayers. But this evening, as we, as we finish up this, uh, and as Dennis plays some music, I don't want them to just stand up across the front here. And if you'd like to be prayed for, by some Holy Spirit-filled, young, on fire for God, on fire for Jesus students right now. Make your way down here. Listen, because I promise you, they're not praying with, you know, their knowledge. They're not praying with what they've learned how to pray in Bible school or how they've learned how to pray. They're praying the only thing they know how to do, and that's in the name of Jesus. And so if you want them to pray for you, I'd invite you to come down, and then we'll close that with a prayer in just a moment. But, but you guys, listen, don't, don't feel any pressure here. I just, you don't have to speak it out loud if you don't want to. I just want you to pray for them just to, as they do for you. Y'all been prayed for a hundred times, okay? So let's just, y'all, y'all just begin to pray for them, okay? Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we praise you right now. God, we love you. I know this is weird, but right now, as they just reach out and just say, Lord, bless them. Lord, touch them. Lord, if they have a, a need tonight, minister to that need, God. Hallelujah. God, great things are going to happen. God, miracles are going to happen because of these students right here. Lord, and I believe right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we're raising up a generation of leaders. A generation, God, not of followers, but of leaders. Lord, Peter said, I'll follow you. But Jesus said, I don't want you just to follow me. I want you to be a fisher for me. I want you to become a fisher man. I want you to lead others to me as well. And God, I pray right now, as, as they take this step, Lord, they're praying, they're reaching out, they're giving of themselves, Lord, to minister to others. And I pray, Lord, that you'd begin to move right now. Holy Spirit, move right now, Lord. We love you tonight. Lord, we glorify you tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Amen. Can we give our youth pastors and our students a hand clap, please? Man, I'm so proud of y'all. I'm so proud of I'm so proud of Jill and Chasen. Uh, I think they're incredible. Um, I love those people. I love those people. I love our students. I'm I'm so so proud of you guys. Uh, the week that you've had uh, it's just the beginning. Uh, they're going away on vacation for a week, but when they get back, guess what? You're loading up and heading toward your missions trip. That's happening quick, and so you guys be prayed up. Be ready to go and, and, and do what God's called you to do, the equipping uh, that's in your life and that's on your life. Uh, you, you minister to the full capacity that God has, has given you. I'm proud of them, and I know you guys are as well. Uh, we're very blessed. We're very blessed people uh, to, to have the opportunity to have uh, such incredible kids. All the things that, that Jill and, and Chasen were saying as they bragged on them, listen, they pour into them. That's a big part of, of why they're the kids that they are. And I, I want to give uh, Jill and Chasen another hand clap tonight. Would you, would you please join me in doing that? I want to pray over you tonight, if you wouldn't mind standing one more time. I want to pray for a great week for you and God to bless you. Uh, if you didn't make it up here to have one of the kids pray with you, just give them a smile and a hug tonight as we're dismissed, but uh, let them know how proud you are of them as well, okay? Father, we thank you for the day that you blessed us with. Uh, we thank you for our fathers. We thank you for our students. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for the encounter they had with you this past week. And Lord, we pray right now that this is a growing moment and they build on this, this opportunity. Uh, Father, I pray right now that you guard over Jill and Chasen as they travel on vacation this week. Be with the kids. Protect them, Lord. Bring them home quick. Uh, Lord, we love them and we ask your blessing upon them. Uh, bless this congregation, this body of believers, Lord, uh, and may your, your plan happen in every life. God, we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Love you guys. Have a great week.